Welcome to 45 Forward, the beginning of the rest of your life. Each week, host Ron Ruel and his guests discuss topics of interest to many listeners in their 40s and beyond, including retirement, caring for aging parents, health, lifestyle, and more. It's time to think ahead to the next half of your life, and we'll help you plan it with ease. Now, here is Ron Roel. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of 45 Forward, where our mission is to help you, our listeners from Los Angeles to Long Island, make your second half of life even better than the first. Six years ago, Virginia Savasio decided to dedicate her life to helping veterans. The mother of a young Iraq war veteran who took his own life, she learned that veterans have an unspoken bond that no one could break, a mutual understanding and a trust that they're going to support one another and help each other out. So Virginia founded Heroes Among Us, a nonprofit whose mission is to do that, just that, to help veterans and families readjust to life after war. In today's episode, as we approach Memorial Day, Virginia recounts her journey that led to the creation of this inspiring organization, which supports many vets who are coping with emotional struggles and trying to find their footing when they return home. She'll describe the wide-ranging work of this nonprofit, from helping veterans to pay their bills, to finding therapists, and organizing school supplies drives for their families. Virginia will also discuss her continuing advocacy, focusing on suicide prevention support and education. She'll talk about Heroes Among Us in terms of the organization's participation in various health national events, such as the hosting of the traveling Vietnam Memorial known as the Wall That Heals, which, along with the Education Center, moves from state to state each month. And Virginia will explain how people can get involved and contribute to Heroes Among Us, finding meaningful ways every day to thank our veterans for their service. So now let's meet our guest, Virginia Serracio. Virginia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ron. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. So for the benefit of our listeners, uh, I met Virginia a few months ago, and, and she was giving a presentation locally, and I was truly inspired by her her talk. And we were talking about just, you know, just the the issue of, um, you know, thanking our veterans for their service and, and recognizing that this service extends all the way when they come home, too, and that... Um, for me personally, it was important to recognize that, to thank them for their service in, in all these capacities, and to also question whether we we supported them, you know, when they came home as well as when they were out protecting us abroad. So let me just ask Virginia, if you don't mind, just give us a little bit about, you know, your background, how you started the organization. I know you've got a very interesting personal story and you continue to do so. So just tell us a little bit about how this all came about. Sure. Um, I, by trade, I was a receptionist in the medical field for 25 years, and I had moved from uh, New York to Florida, and I have three boys, and my oldest is uh, is Angelo, um, and he was, uh, he joined the Air Force um, his senior year of high school. He was a volunteer fireman. He just wanted to serve the community. His dream was to become an FBI agent when he, you know, when he got older. So he basically joined the military to take the stepping stones to get to where he wanted to go. Unfortunately, 9-11 happened um, and he was shipped out. Um, so he was in Operation Southern Watch, which was Saudi Arabia in that area there. And uh, he was a uh, project management uh, coordinator. So therefore, he saw a lot of things that he did not want to see. But when he came home... Um, it was funny because he was a totally different character. Like he would not 
speak about what happened. He would didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want Joy asking questions of any kind. And unfortunately, 2006, in January, um, January 17th, at the age of 24, he took his own life. Um, when you're hit with that, you don't know what's what. You just don't know what to make of it. And of course, you blame yourself and all. But I then started learning a lot of uh, things. I started uh, educating myself on suicide. And I started uh, learning that he had all the signs the week before. Um, and it all stemmed from his PTSD. He never sought any help. Um, the reason, I, I'll never know the reason why. But, um, you know, once I educated myself in the field, I learned more and more of the possibilities. So in 2006, uh, about three months after he passed, I started a nonprofit organization down in Florida called Care Suicide Prevention, which focused mainly just on suicide awareness and prevention in Lee County in Southwest Florida. Um, and I did that for about 10 years. In the mm. meantime, I moved back to New York um, and I was approached by Long Island Crisis, a Long Island Crisis Center uh, here on Long Island, uh, which I had corresponded with them anyway from time I was in Florida um, because a lot of people called me from this area and I needed uh, a connection. So I connected with uh, Long Island Crisis Center for the suicide prevention. Um, and when I came up here, I started working closely with them. And I learned that Long Island especially, we have a very, very large population of veterans stemming from, uh, you know, uh, the Vietnam, especially Vietnam veterans and Korean War, the whole bit. Um, so the suicide rate is a little bit higher mm -hmm. <laughs> than normal mm -hmm. um, among the veterans, of course, because of what they go through. And I decided that I needed something here locally on the island to serve Long Island and to serve New York area. So I started Heroes Among Us. Uh, we're all volunteer, you know, nonprofit organization. And basically, um, that's how I started it. And my, you know, I learned that I needed to go back to school uh, because I needed for me personally, um, I almost felt like no one's going to listen to me. No one's going to take me seriously unless I had some sort of degree that I can say, look, this is what I'm talking about. And mm -hmm. I've never been, you know, I graduated from high school and I got married, you know, in the 70s. Mm -hmm. so, I mean, mm -hmm. That's just what we did. So I went to college. I went to college. I got my uh, my bachelor's in sociology and and I focused a lot on the veterans uh, for my thesis and all that, which taught me a lot. And, uh, you know, and then was able to get a position at Northwell Hospital with you know, as a caseworker, and then this way I could, you know, really focus on mental health aspect of it. So that's how Heroes really began, actually. Uh, it all stemmed from, you know, from Florida coming up and and just doing a lot of research and educating myself on the, you know, on the problem that right. we faced. Yeah. So the second half of life is the theme of my program is certainly something we often can't predict. And it's mm. um, so I'm not sure it's better than the first half all the time, but it certainly is interesting and it certainly yeah. makes a, a real contribution to all of us. So I, I thank you for your service, first of all. Um, thank you. And, and um, so, you know, let's just talk a little bit about uh, what the, the organization does. You know, how does it help veterans? Um, 
and then uh, we'll get back uh, a little bit more about what you see the needs are, what the gaps are, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Let's just talk about what sorts of things when we say support veterans, what kinds of ways do we support them, you support them? Yeah, so the one thing I learned with my son when he passed um, is that he didn't ask for help. Mm-hmm. And I think because of the fact that he was a police officer at the time of his death, um, I think that the stigma is very, very attached. So because of that, we decided to start the program called Branching Out. And Branching Out for Heroes means that we will do anything and everything um, financially to assist you in whatever your needs are. Our goal for Heroes is to make sure that our veterans have the means to pay their um, you know, their electric bill to pay their rent or their mortgage or their car payment and put food on the table for themselves and for their families and to make sure that they do go to the therapist. You know, I mean, a lot of times they don't want to go to, let's say, get help from the VA or, um, you know, or have anything on paper regarding, you know, uh, therapy wise, only because the majority, the majority of veterans who come back usually go into this from my experience i'm all i'm only speaking about my experience and what i have dealt with Mm -hmm. and what i have seen in the past 17 years is that they usually go into the law enforcement arena as far as employment so Mm -hmm. therefore um the ones that we have dealt with they're afraid that they're going to get stigmatized they're going to be labeled and therefore they can't get the job that they want so they don't seek any help and that's exactly what happened with my son. He did not seek any help. He did not go and, you know, he didn't even talk to us about it. Um, so that's something that we definitely offer. So what we do is we pair them up with a therapist that I feel, because after I speak with them, I, you know, I pair them up with someone that I feel that might be able to help them. And if that particular therapist does not, then I will switch them over to another therapist. Um, I do my homework. That's the mm-hmm. one thing I always do. And I will not send anyone to uh, anywhere unless I check them out. So, um, you know, we're very, very blessed that they do work with us. They give us a discounted price so that this way we'll be able to, you know, assist the veterans uh, with more services. Um, but we don't care if they have the insurance or not. I mean, the majority of the time the therapist doesn't take the insurance. So we will pay out of pocket and that's okay because that's what they need. Um, so all of that, if they need a uh, group therapy with their families, we support that as well, you know? Um, so that's basically some of the things that the majority of the things that we do is, uh, but financially is really the number one um, assistance that we give it because everybody falls on hard times. And when they come back from deployment, it's a whole different ball game for them. And uh, some of them can't get their jobs back or whatever the case may be, or they end up being homeless or, you know, and that's where we come in. And if we, if Heroes Among Us cannot do it, then we will make sure that we find the help somewhere else, but they will get the help that they need. Yeah. Very important. Yeah. I think that, um, you know, we, again, they, those vets come home and and everyone, you know, uh, and I, I certainly acknowledge it when, you know, we, people stand up at uh, sporting events and they bring in veterans. Mm-hmm. It's, yes, it's great to honor them. But but the things you're talking about are, are basically in the background. They're invisible and they're mm-hmm. not acknowledged. And and it's tough because a lot of people, you know, a lot of vets do come back. They, these are tough experiences. And uh, I think that um, 
I think employers, it's, uh, you know, they would never say anything, but they're, they're nervous, you know, and they're, I, I think it's sometimes it's, it's harder to hire vets uh, in, in spite of their service, you know, in recognition of that. So I'm, I'm really glad you're there and, and you're really, you know, addressing these unvarnished issues. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, I, I remember reading a very nice article about uh, you recently. Um, and I, so I, the, the sorts of things can involve anything. I think one of the things was one of the vets who dealt with it, he needed a, a companion dog, right? Or something like that. Oh, so. yes. Yes, absolutely. And I got a phone call and it was uh, his employee, believe it or not. And he says, I think I have a problem. I'm like, what's the matter? He says, uh, he's talking about suicide. And, mm. um, you know, I said, okay, so let's see what we can do here. So I was able to get in touch with them. One of my number one rule is that I have to physically speak with the veteran. Uh, And they have to call me only because of the fact that if they want the help, you can't help someone if they don't want the help. So that's my one of my rules is that they have to contact me, give out my number, but they have to call me. And what had happened was um, after I spoke with him, um, I asked him about, you know, maybe a therapy dog. And he says, oh, I already applied for the dog. And there's some, you know, there's a waiting list, yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay. So I called another nonprofit and I said, okay, we have a problem. Let's see what we can do. And we had a dog for him within three days. Wow. And what we did was we went to a breeder out in, uh, out east here on the island and we spoke with we spoke with them and we decided instead of training the dog first let's get the dog and then we will be able to send him to the school to get trained as a you know as a companion dog or a therapy dog or but we didn't even have to do that because once we picked out the dog he connected when he got that dog he connected so much with that animal that there was no classes that we didn't need any classes they just connected wow. Wow. And he just started thriving. And that was definitely one of my the success stories because we took him off that fence. And that's the that's our goal. We take right. him off that fence. Right. Yeah. Right. Now, uh, I imagine that you, you do some work with the, the Veterans Administration, right, in terms of what services we do. they provide? Uh-huh. Yes, we do. Uh, Nassau County, Suffolk County. Uh, we help out. Uh, we help... Um, uh, fund some of the uh, the stand downs for Nassau County. Um, we work closely with them. Uh, we work closely if they have a problem with a veteran that they cannot seem to help with in any way, uh, they will give me a call. So we do help, you know, we do work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're, I'm glad that they actually have the number. A lot of the veterans that call me say, you know, I got your phone number from the VA. I got your phone number from, you know, the county or whatever. So at least, you know, I know that our name is getting out there. Um, I know it's not been that long here. And, you know, it's only been, what, about seven years or so mm-hmm. that I started here in that area there. But um, at least they, they know us. And right. uh, as long as they, you know, our name is where the uh, the veterans go to, mm-hmm. and they can refer them to us. I'm fine. Yeah, we're okay. We'll take them. Yeah, and I, I think it's important to have this kind of collaboration. I know you work with other organizations as well. We could talk about them as in addition. Uh, I think it's it's just in order to solve these kinds of issues, in order to really support 
you know, you, we need to be able to cross over sectors, right? You know, so government does mm-hmm. does things, uh, but they there are certain restrictions in terms of what government can do, and certain right. you know things that they're, they're just they're just restrictions. They can't handle everything and do everything, and so it's important that there are nonprofits because you have a little bit more flexibility to handle these situations. So. I'm glad to see this kind of collaboration, and I'm sure that there are other organizations and and, and private citizens who, who step up. Uh, um, speaking of which, you know, how do you engage the public in general? <laughs> um, I do a lot of speaking engagements, and mm-hmm. people just hear about me. Um, that's really the only way. I mean, our website is out there. When they Google, it will come up. But um, I think it's also from the other nonprofit organizations and the other businesses that give our names out and they tell them. And then I am never, ever shy to approach <laughs> anybody, you know, uh, saying, uh, you know, when I find out they're a veteran and I say, you know, thank you so much for your service. By the way, how you doing? You know, and yeah. and then we start talking. And once we start talking like that, if I find out anything, you know, I say, OK, here you go give me a call let's talk a little bit more let's get together and talk yeah so um yeah i'm not shy to approach anybody <laughs> right so we're okay yeah i, I yeah. think that's great that you know thank you for your service by the way how are you doing i like that yeah so yeah acknowledges that right yeah, and you, yeah. and actually i mean you know you can actually tell by you know um by the way you look at them and um you know and stuff like that so um, and it's important. It's important that you ask them how they're doing, right. you know, um, not just, oh, thank you for what you did and, and walk away. It's, you know, a lot of them don't want the thanks. You know, they, that's not why they did it. That's not why they went and served our country. Right. But, um, you know, it's important to recognize them and it's important to let them know that you're here in case you need anything, you know, right. so. Yeah. So we have a lot more to talk about, Virginia. Uh, We Mm -hmm. just need to take a short break. Uh, But when we come back, we'll be talking much more with Virginia Servacio, the founder of Heroes Among Us. So folks, don't go anywhere. A lot more to hear. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to 45 Forward. 
To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Virginia Servacio, the founder of Heroes Among Us, a nonprofit whose mission is to help veterans and their families readjust to life after war. So before the break, Virginia, we were talking about a lot of the things that um, Heroes Among Us does. Um, and one of the supports that you provide is um, is support for with respect to mental health services, which I think, as we were talking um you know, it's something that has really uh, come to the fore in, in recent years, um, obviously with um, uh, the Vietnam War and then the, the wars in the Middle East, you know, the issue of PTSD was much more recognized. Um, and I think in an, in an odd way, I think that this issue of mental health w- was um, accelerated by the by the pandemic, you know, realizing that these were issues that were really that were real and were there. And and uh, so talk a bit about that. Uh, I know that uh, one of the issues, of course, is, in this whole thing has been the stigma of mental health and um, and the importance of overcoming that. So tell us a little bit about how you work with um, um, vets who, uh, who need mental health support. Well, that's a very sticky situation because um, it- you can't just go and approach them and, you know, and say, oh, I can get you help and all that. So you definitely have to be able to speak with them on their level where um, you can't just tell them that you're going to fix everything because that's impossible. But if you try to connect them, if they're willing to connect uh, with, um, you know, the right therapist or even the su- a support group. Uh, veterans, um, you know, they never, that's, it's a family for them when they go away and, you know, they go to deployment and all that, Uh, you know, their troop, that's their family and they will never, ever, ever break that bond. So if you can, you know, get one veteran to speak to another veteran, that's your best bet to really Mm -hmm. try to help them. So, you know, there aren't that many groups um, that I know of any private groups that do that because it's very, very hard to get them to an area with the facilitator uh, if the facilitator is not uh, a veteran who hasn't Mm. been there and done that. Uh, That's the only way to connect. But I know that the VA, I know, but I know that they do have these groups and all that. And, and I know they're very, um, a lot of them do attend there. Uh, But for us, for heroes, our goal is to just try to connect them with the right person. A lot of times what I do is if I see that they're a little on the fence, they don't know if they want want to do it or not, I will have someone that we have already assisted and I know they're in a good place uh, mentally to reach out to the person and uh, and they can talk mm-hmm. and then let him try to convince them to you know say this is what I went through, this is what happened to me. And, you know, I was able to get, you know, the help and, and look at me now, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So as long as they're willing to do it, um, you know, we're here to help them and it doesn't matter how long it takes. We had a veteran that we actually kept in therapy for a year and a half Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis. And, you know, and that's okay. But right now he's a whole different person because of it. 
So mm. that's that's a win. That's a win for us. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, what about uh, it's the veterans, also their families. Uh, and so you yeah. had this experience yourself. So yes. talk a bit about what what kind of support for families and how do you work with families? Yeah. I mean, everybody deals with it in different ways. Uh, um, you know, you have to understand that when the veteran gets deployed, when the soldier gets deployed, uh, let's say they leave behind the wife and the, and the children or the parents or whatever, and they're away, they, their life still goes on. When they come back, you know, now you see changes. Uh, you know, the veterans that I dealt with that have, uh, you know, that had uh, a spouse and had the children was very difficult because mm-hmm. um, they didn't take it very well because the, the spouse had to move forward and the children grew and then all of a sudden the you know the soldier comes home and everything has changed and they want to pick up where they left off and that's that's not possible because they kept moving on you know nothing was at a standstill so what we do was um what we did was a a family therapy but we also uh we have um uh animal therapy that Mm. we incorporate in that you know uh, or family outings we do or you know depending what what this you know the family themselves and what the situation is but uh you know we had you know families that you know i had one in particular that had three little children and uh you know we were able to get them all together you know to do things and to uh you know um go to the therapy together and all that so the best way to help with the with the um with the families is that you have to give time for the two you know the parents uh for them to get to know each other again and for them to deal with whatever they're dealing with and then you know that will trickle down to the children mm-hmm. but the one thing is that among the among the deployments and all it's very very common that you know divorce rate is high um you know all of that is totally different than the regular population yeah now did you i suppose in some ways then then going back to school for you um getting your degree probably helped give you some some guidance and some Mm. education in this area it did it did because i got my degree in sociology and i did my uh you know i felt a lot with uh, the veterans during that time um but i i just your life totally changes for me personally, after my son, you know, came home, we had, I always felt like we walked on eggshells around him, you know, so that was very, very difficult. So mm-hmm. I cannot imagine, uh, you know, when you have the children involved, the little ones involved with, right. you know, with the spouse, but for, for me personally, like you're afraid of what you're going to say, you're afraid because you don't want to chicken you know you don't want to bring anything up and i knew i knew that my son did not want to talk about it i knew because he made it very very clear and sometimes you know like you're in the conversation you're just there, go angel no does not want to talk about it his whole demeanor totally changed and i'm like okay we're gonna let it go and that's it but you always feel like you're walking on eggshells mm-hmm. you know you don't want to say the wrong thing you don't want to do the wrong thing uh noises you know the different noises that makes them jump it makes them you know everybody reacts different to it you know, right. especially if you have a comeback, you know, when they're definitely boots on the ground, you know, they're definitely right there, right. Um, you know, everything. And then I've had, I've had families where, you know, the spouse turned around and says, you know, I will wake up in the middle of the night with his hands around my neck, 
yeah. you know, because of all of that. So that's where it's important that they all have to go to the therapy separate and then together and then try to do some sort of outings and, and, and take off whatever is laying on their shoulder, you know, their responsibilities, finances, very, very, very big one, the financial mm-hmm. situations, you know, because they don't get paid that much when they're, right. when they're in service. They really don't. So, uh, you know, how are you supposed to raise a family? You know, yeah. so yeah. Um, it's hard. And then they come back if they're struggling with uh, obtaining employment, that's even harder. Right. So that's where mm-hmm. we come in. You yeah. know, we we do put the food on the table and we pay for, you know, if the kids have to go to school, we get, you know, we get everything that they need and clothes and, you know, school supplies or whatever, you know, so you know that's really what we do yeah that's it's a lot of work and responsibility yeah. do you, who do you have working with you i mean is it mostly where <laughs> <laughs> we are all volunteer mm-hmm. and me and my board and my volunteers we all have full-time jobs so this mm. is like done on the side wow. but you know people don't realize when it's a nonprofit organization it's not like you know okay would we do a nice fundraiser and that's it it is a 24 7 job mm-hmm. i got i get phone calls on weekends i get phone calls in the middle of the night i get phone. how are you going to say no i can't you know i'm sleeping don't bother me or mm-hmm. you know i got something to do today it's saturday you know you can't so mm-hmm. uh you know i i am really really blessed that i have a board of directors that are very hands-on mm-hmm. uh and they support me and uh you know and anything that i i throw at them mm-hmm. uh and we are blessed uh, that there's some really, really nice nonprofit organizations that cater to veterans and, mm-hmm. and their needs on Long Island. And, uh, you know, because let me tell you, without them, like you say, you know, the government helps, but they can't be everywhere at the, uh, all the time. And right. their services, they have to go through the red tape where we don't. Right. We don't have to go through the red tape. Right. You know, yeah. we have our bylaws. We, as long as we stick by our bylaws as a nonprofit and all that, we can we can move faster. Let's put it that way. Right. We can right. make something happen a lot quicker than uh, the officials can. Right. Right. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, I know it, your folks are probably local, but uh, let's just give a little shout out to them if you uh, like. Who Who are some of the organizations? Oh my gosh! Yeah, uh, I work very closely with, believe it or not, Rolling Thunder. Oh, <laughs> Rolling okay. Thunder Chapter Six, Long Island. Um, they are absolutely wonderful. You know, you hear about them and they say, oh, they're a motorcycle club. No, they're not. They're not Mm -hmm. a motorcycle. They are a nonprofit organization. And their mission is for the POW MIAs. Their mission is to educate the public on that and to make sure that our soldiers come home. Um, And then, but at the same time, they help our veterans that are here. And I work very closely with them. Um, So, we do a lot of great things with them. Um, another one is general needs. You know, Lonnie Sherman, he runs him and his wife, Susan, they run uh, general needs. Absolutely wonderful organization. They deal with homeless, homeless mm-hmm. veterans in the shelters. Um, so they just go all over the place. They, right. And I don't know how they do it because they have, they will take, clothes and anything that they need uh jackets and boots or whatever to the to the shelters underwear anything that you might need you know toiletries and then if the if the veteran is able to leave the shelter and go into an apartment they will furnish the apartment they will give you everything from toilet paper all the way up to a bed 
Mm-hmm. They are apps and they're all volunteers. Mm-hmm. I mean, how they are amazing. I love that organization because they every single penny that they raise goes to the veterans. Every mm-hmm. single penny. Right. There's no, you know, so it's wonderful, you know. Yeah. Um, Operation Vest, um, Team Eva. Uh, oh my gosh, there's a war, uh, Warrior Ranch. Um, oh my God, my mind is like mm-hmm. all over the place. But the Long Island Crisis Center, you know, what they do um, with taking the phone calls, you know, of anybody that's, that is having so, suicidal thoughts and, you mm-hmm. know, and they talk them down and all that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some great, great organizations out there. But uh, Rolling Thunder and General Needs, we work with closely. Uh, and then everybody else is just basically, it's all word of mouth. You know, we work mm-hmm. with the, the Nassau County, you know, the Veterans Affairs and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, everything is all word of mouth for, yeah. that's how they hear about us. So, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've uh, tried to support an organization that a friend of mine was very involved with called Beacon House. Are you familiar with them? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah, right. Beacon yeah. House, yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're wonderful, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's for uh, homeless vets. Um, yes. Uh, and they're growing, expanding, and getting new properties. And uh, yes, I, I think what impresses me, Virginia, is just the passion of you and these other organizations, these volunteers. And you have to have passion because if you don't, it's not going to work. Right, right. You right. have to want to do this. You have to have the passion to help. And and that's what I love about, you're right, that's what I love about the other nonprofits as well is because that's why they do what they do. It's because mm-hmm. they feel that there's not enough uh, help out there for them. Right. And I, we owe it to them. We do owe it to them. I I know personally, I know that I owe it to them. For me, I started because I didn't want my son's death to be for nothing. Right. So because of that, I started the nonprofits. But um, I just, you know, their passion is when you hear everybody speak when, you know, about their nonprofit, it's you just say, wow, this is, you know, (laughs) this is great. I wish everybody would have this kind of passion because if they did, there won't be one homeless veteran on the street. Right. Now, I, I we talked about this a little bit before, but you're involved with the suicide prevention. So this work continues, right? So oh, absolutely. Just, before, we're going to come to a break again pretty soon, but I just talked a little bit more about that. I, I think I saw somewhere that, um, you know, there have been 30,000 post-9-11 vets who have died of suicide. So it, it's really, it is... Um, you know, to call it a crisis center, I think it is. It is a crisis. So, yeah. Um, and just a little bit, talk a little bit more about your work there. Um, I was very, very involved with them, um, and then uh, I had some um, some medical issues that I had mm-hmm. to step away for a little bit. Okay. But um, you know, I was on their Emirates board, and they're just they will they're open twenty four seven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 365 days, uh, the call line, anybody can call them. They have professionals on the other end. Uh, what's nice also is that they can, you, they can call from anywhere and they can connect you with, um, you know, with someone that's near you in your, in your area, they will be able to do that. Um, so they're very, very caring, uh, it's, you know, and they've been around for a very long time. Um, but their goal is to make sure that they take you off that fence, 
and to make sure that you get the help that you need. And you can call them over and over and over again. They, they don't rush you off the phone. And not only is it the person who's having the thoughts, it's also their family members. So if you're mm-hmm. concerned about someone, about your loved one, call them because they'll be able to give you um, resources on you know who what you need to do who you need to call what's the best way to help your loved one so that's the other aspect that i love about that um that organization is that they don't say no to anyone it doesn't matter if you're a veteran if you're you know regular you know uh when i went there um i started doing support groups you know i was facilitating support groups for survivors of suicide and then we 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 attempted to start the support group for veterans, but um, it didn't turn out very well, only because of the fact that, you know, like I said before, you have to, you know, you have to walk the sh- in their shoes in order to understand everything, in order for, to connect with them. So, but the survivors of suicide, the families, the parents, the the siblings, that we were able to do for a while. But then, you know, unfortunately, I ended up with some medical issues and I mm. have to, um, okay. you know, put a stop to that. Yeah. But okay. yeah. Yeah, still important work. Now, is oh, this, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Now, are these issues affecting as more uh, women go into the military as well? Is it affecting women as much? Do you know? They are. It is affecting the women because the women have to put up with a lot more regarding their gender, um, regarding um, by being. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say discrimination because it's not really. Uh, but from my experience, from speaking with the with the women, that um, you know, uh, they do say that they have a tougher time because they have to almost like prove themselves mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that they're just as good and no. they could do the job, get the job done. So it's it's tough on them. It right. is tough on them. Right. Okay. Well, folks, we're going to take another short break. Um, but when we come back, uh, there's still a lot more to talk about. Uh, with Virginia Servasio, the founder of Heroes Among Us. Uh, so uh, don't go anywhere. We're, we're going to talk a lot more about some of her, her projects, uh, the Vietnam Memorial, the Vietnam Veterans Memorial Project, uh, among other stuff that she's working on. So um, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. 
Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to 45 Forward. To reach Ron Roel or his guest on the program, please send an email to ron.roel at gmail.com. That's ron.roel at gmail.com. Now back to 45 Forward. Welcome back, folks. We're talking today with Virginia Servacio, the founder of Heroes Among Us. Uh, we're going to talk about some of... Um, uh, Virginia's major projects, including the the mobile replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. Uh, but uh, before we do that, I just want to make sure we get in um, some information. If you want to reach her or, or know about her website, uh, tell us your website, Virginia, so people can find you. Sure. It's, uh, excuse me, Heroes Among Us 2424.org. Okay, good. And we'll we'll give that again at the end and yeah. your other your other contact information. But I wanted to make sure we got that before we close the show. So again, uh, let, let's talk about this is a you know, this is one of your most significant uh, projects. It's the mobile replica of the Vietnam Veterans Memorial. So tell us uh, how you got involved. What what this mm. involves? Uh, yeah, the wall that heals. Um, right. Amazing, amazing organization. It's the replica of the Vietnam Wall in Washington, D.C. They are the official uh, organization. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, the way I found out about it was my brother. My brother is a Vietnam veteran, and he lives in Arizona, and he is part of the Knights of Columbus there, mm -hmm. and they were trying to get the wall, and he told me about it because I never heard of it, but he told me about it. He said, you know, he says, you should apply for it because what you have to do is you submit, uh, it's about a year in advance and you submit your application. And if you get chosen, they will, you know, you have to give them three different dates that you're available. And if you get chosen, they will come to, um, you know, wherever you are and you host the, the wall. Um, so we both submitted it. My brother submitted in Arizona. I submitted from here and we got picked and he didn't. So <laughs> that was interesting. But we were actually chosen, which is a great, great honor um, because they travel the United States. So they make their schedule up depending on where they, you know, where they go. And they try to hit the states, um, the different states every every year. So in other words, if they hit New York this year, maybe next year they'll hit New Jersey, whatever, you know, that kind of thing. <clears throat> but we had it. We held it at Eisenhower Park. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, the cost is $10,000 to host it. Mm. Um, but then what we did was, um, you, you have to, it's all, <laughs> you have to, um, provide, um, uh, volunteers, of course, to, um, to put up the wall and you have to have so many volunteers take down the wall. One of the things I found very interesting about that is that when we were actually uh, assembling the wall and disassembling the wall, you have to wear white gloves and you have to hold the panel with the names in a certain way, certain direction, mm -hmm. because that all shows respect. Mm -hmm. Bottom line is the respect for our fallen soldiers. Right. So um, we were able to do that. We were able to hold it from August, uh, I believe it was the end of August to Labor Day in that area there of yeah, the 2019. 20th. Okay. Yeah. 2019. 
Um, and we had, um, you know, veterans volunteered to uh, stay around the clock because you have to provide security around the clock mm-hmm. um, because it does the wall does not close. That's the other thing that we have to, you know, agree to is that it's not like you close the gate and say, okay, you can't come in. The wall is open 24-7 for the time, the period of time that you have it. So Nassau County, Eisenhower Park, they really worked with us. They were wonderful with us. Um, and we were able to provide the security there to make sure that no one, you know, you're not allowed to eat next to the wall. You're not allowed to smoke next to the wall. What we did find is that in the middle of the night, we found a lot of the veterans, uh, a lot of Vietnam vets come together like in little groups and they will go up to the wall and just sit there and they talk to their, you know, to their buddies. Um, So that was a healing process for them. We did this, Heroes took this project on because uh, we knew that there were a lot of Vietnam veterans that still um, were not able to deal with what they came home with. And the loss, the, the loss of their buddies over there, whatever, they just carried that on with them. So um, we wanted to bring that to our community and to show them that, you know, we do honor them. We do respect them. Right. Um, so it was the most out of everything I've ever done in the 17 years I've been doing this, I think that bringing the wall that heals to our community was the most prestigious, the most honorable thing um, and respectful thing that I could have ever done yeah. um, for our veterans. Right. And it, it's, yeah. it's a big project. It's, I see it's 375 it feet long. So it's, it's a big wall. Yeah. It's a replica, but it's still a big wall. Yeah. yeah. And it is so emotional, especially at nighttime when the lights go on. And, you know, the wall gets lit up because, mm-hmm. you know, we put the the tracking on top and it is just the most amazing sight. We had a candle vigil to remember our, you know, the fallen. Uh, there were a lot of our veterans that came up and they left gifts, um, on, you know, by the wall for their bodies. All those gifts have been donated to Eisenhower Park okay. to, uh, you know, to display. So we were able to do that. Um, but there's also the educational piece, you know, mm-hmm. the, their truck opens up and it's an educational piece and you can learn everything about Vietnam vets. You know, I, the Vietnam war, I wanted, unfortunately we ended up during the time the school was not open yet mm-hmm. and, uh, we were not able to do, uh, you know, to bring like students because that was one of our goals is to bring them there and to learn about it. I it's see. important that they know about this war it's important that they know what we fought for and all that so but we were not able to do that because of the time that we got you know because of the schedule that they had it was only going to be in our area at that time in new york so but we had you know the uh, rolling thunder legion riders um a lot of the um you know a lot of the other organizations they were able to uh escort the tr- the you know the wall in on the you know with the motorcycle um so yeah I and mean, it was just a great great experience i would do it again in a heartbeat but there's so much work what we did was we we um i called some of the veterans that i knew that I knew that they were active in their VFW posts and American Legion posts and Nassau County and, and all that. And we created a, a committee and mm-hmm. there must've been at least 25 of us. Right. And that's, and we started about a year in advance. 
mm-hmm. to get this done, but we got it done. And yeah. it was a great, great experience for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Virginia, how does this work on a yearly basis? So it basically, uh, I guess the uh, Vietnam Veterans Memorial is a nonprofit by itself. Is that right? That Yes, it or, is. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. And then so they do a, they go an annual process and just pick different states every year? Or how does that work? Well, what you do is it depending on you have to fill out an application. The An organization, uh, you know, they fill out the application to host the wall. Mm-hmm. And then what they do is they look at all the, you know, the criteria and all. And, and if you meet all that criteria, then if you get chosen, then they pick their um the states and where they're going to go depending on who has been chosen so you know you might have new york state you might have one let's see for instance here on long island and then they go up upstate new york you know you never know so it's all a a draw it's all on what they decide Mm -hmm. and that's why you have to pick at least three dates that you will be made sub available Uh, and it's not just you know it's not just that you're going to open it up to the public it's you have to have you have two days of putting up the you know of bringing the wall in and then putting it up and then you have one full day that you have to disassemble the wall so that they can get going and they go to the next you know the next location and they start all over again but it's uh yeah it's a lot a lot of work so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but they That's are a- the official right yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's especially as you mentioned, uh, you know, Vietnam War is a quite a mm. unique war for us uh, yeah. in many ways, yeah. and I think a, a lot of it's a lot of heartache for the veterans. Uh, it was you know it was in the midst of my going to college and a lot of protests, mm-hmm. a lot of confusion about what was happening mm-hmm. and what we were doing, and yeah. so I think there was a lot of yeah. feelings. So it's talking about healing, a lot of healing on many fronts required, you know for the those vets right. in particular and and when we when we bought the wall in um i i actually witnessed i was blessed to witness uh, a veteran heal he had never he was never able to go up to the wall when he would visited uh, dc or he just couldn't do it and i sat back and i watched this man go up to that wall he finally did it and he made peace with whatever he had to make peace with. And there's nothing more satisfying knowing that you were a part of that, right. that you were able to see someone heal the way that he did. It was just amazing. So, right. like I said before, out of everything I've done in the past 17 mm-hmm. years, I think bringing in the wall that heals to our community must had to be the top of the list. Yeah. yeah. Anything else you have coming up in terms of the kinds of events you're um, whether um, it's you personally or other Vietnam, uh, Vietnam, any veterans events that yeah. uh, as we approach Memorial Day, I mean, now there's lots of events happening around this time. But well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, Eisenhower Park on Memorial Day, um, I believe it's this uh, Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they will be unveiling the new monument uh, to honor Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, the you know mm. Desert Storm. Uh, so it's that monument there that's being unveiled right. at, at Eisenhower Park in the Veterans Memorial uh, area. Um, we heroes, we just uh, had our big uh, annual charity gala this past Friday night. Elena's a great neck, which was very well attended, and we raised very good money. So the money will be used to help our veterans and their families. Um, 
So, and the gala yeah, has passed, I, but 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 are there? Yeah. How can people contribute to you now? How, um, how can they you donate, can, or how can they in other ways also contribute? Yeah, yeah, they can definitely visit our website, um, and they can. There's a donate button there, and they can just go through our website and do that. Um, yeah, I mean, I could tell you that every single penny that we raise, because we're all volunteers, we don't have overhead. Um, every single penny that we raise does go to, um, you know, towards helping our veterans. So I thank you anybody that's willing to, willing to donate because um, this is how we exist. Right. Um, right. So the the website itself is is heroesamongus24.org. And Virginia, if people want to reach you, to, to, to reach out to you and continue the conversation, What's your contact information? Sure. Um, you can call me on my phone, 239-834-9240. Okay. Or you can reach me via email at virginia at heroesamongus24.org. Okay. Okay. And I know that you're on, uh, I think you're on Facebook and LinkedIn as well, so people can reach you there. We're, right. we're on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, yes. On Instagram, okay. Yes. Okay. okay. Very yes. good. Okay. So I'll so I'll make sure, folks, that the uh, on on uh, uh, on my website page, roelresources.com, I have a forty-five forward tab, and Virginia is on mm-hmm. there as well. So you can click on if you go to roelresources.com, click on forty-five forward. You can. I'll make sure I'll have this contact information up there for you to reach her. Um, and, uh, any last thoughts on, on what, what you're going to like to do going forward or, or uh, dreams of yours besides, uh, getting the Vietnam wall back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everybody's been asking me when are you bringing it back, when you're bringing it back. But, uh, yeah, that's definitely something I would love to do. Um, that's definitely a goal. Um, not really. I, I just, um, for me personally, you know, I just had a little granddaughter, uh, you know, eight weeks old. I want to enjoy her, her and mm-hmm. I just want to continue to help our veterans. And, uh, you know, uh, we don't, don't say no to any veterans, that's for sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, and if we can help them, I make sure that we do find the organization that can. So right. well, that's really, yeah. Yeah. Well, th- well thank you so much again. Uh, it was thank really you. a pleasure to talk with you. Uh, we'll have to leave it there for today. Uh, you can tell your friends, folks, if they missed my conversation with Virginia Servasio today, they can listen to it as a podcast on voiceamerica.com, search for 45 Forward, or you can go to my website again, roelresources.com, click on the 45 Forward tab. Now be sure to join me next Monday at 12 noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, when I'll be doing an encore presentation with Casley Killam, who is, works quite a bit with um social health in, in America and what are the social determinants of health. Very interesting program we've had before and we brought her back for an encore performance. So folks, until then, keep moving forward, 45 forward. Thank you for tuning in to 45 Forward. Please join your host, Ron Roel, for another great show next Monday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We wish you a great week.